Today, let us step in to a review of Sing. Uh, Sing is a new Illumination animated film, uh, but that's coming out December twenty-first. I was able to get into a free screening of it just this past weekend, uh, yesterday morning, which I was really excited about. Uh, that was really, really fun, and so. I thought I'd just share my thoughts in case you had any inclination to take yourself or your kids or your younger siblings or nieces and nephews and whatever, whoever you might want to take to see this movie. Um, yeah, so being that it the movie will not be coming out for such a length of time, this entire review will be spoiler-free. So, you know, there's going to be, you'll just kind of have a better idea of what to expect and what my general reaction to the movie is. So, the premise, if you haven't seen a trailer for this movie, is that a businessman, business koala, named Buster Moon, or well, here's, here's the IMDb short synopsis. A koala named Buster Moon has one final chance to restore his theater to its former glory by producing the world's greatest singing competition. So let me clarify a couple of things that this statement employs. Buster Moon is kind of obsessed with the theater, which is kind of outlined pretty early on in the movie. And that's what kind of fuels his love for owning this theater that he owns and owes a lot of money on. And, you know, he just, he wants to keep creating shows. He wants to creep, you know, but he wants, you know, and he also wants them to be loved and enjoyed by a lot of people. And they just aren't. And firstly, first thing I want to mention is, well, also... You, we get, we are, we're obviously being fed this information that his theater is in desperate need of money. Except, I wish we knew better why the previous shows that he had put on didn't do well. We never really see that. I wish that would have been there. So they, they kind of skimp on that information. But I, I understand why they had to do they they had to cut a lot of corners in this movie uh so you know it's kind of just like gotta raise enough money to save the band sort of thing you know he has this idea for a singing competition and again he uh, he doesn't really have this idea from any inspiration like I don't remember there's not really any reasonable reason for what sparks him to come up with this idea it just apparently is something he thinks about and he he pitches it really well 
uh, to John C. Riley's character, who is uh, Eddie. He pitches it really well to Eddie, but he, but we don't see it. We're being told this, you know, we don't see it happen. So, yeah. Um, then let's see. We got form, former glory is very loosely used. And so world's greatest singing competition. So in the movie, they actually say, yeah, we've done this before. What makes this so special? So I'm, I take that to mean that they've had singing competitions before and that presumably the previous singing competitions did not feature, you know, your average American Idol contestant who single mom that dreams of making it or, you know, teenager who has been told their whole life they can do anything they want or crazy old person that was once told that they had a nice voice and then, you know, every, every stereotype that you've seen on an American Idol or an X Factor or a The Voice or something is in play here. They're all here. Every single one of them. And, you know, we, from the beginning, we focus on uh, a, a team, a group of five individuals and their pa separate paths to reach the final show, I suppose you could say it is. So we're, so we're looking at five characters, uh, and I think all of them are featured in the trailers. You've got Rosita, voiced by Reese Witherspoon who is a pig with 25 kids and a husband that works long hours and she spends most of her day keeping up the house but she likes to sing and you know her kids make fun of her for it and uh, when she hears about the singing competition she's like oh this is great I you know she would love to kind of just take a step just try and see if she could pull it off you know, I'm reminded of uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, where Will's aunt uh, goes to the dance lessons and, like, trains to be a dancer and pulls it off, and, like, despite her age. And it's a little different, you know, in that she used to be a dancer and was, like, returning to it. But I, I, I think that, the, you know, there's some similarities there. And... You know, I like that, and I think Reese Witherspoon does a good job, and she has a really nice voice when she's singing, and I, I like her. Thumbs up for Rosita. Uh, the second person is uh, Mike, who is a mouse, who is voiced by Seth MacFarlane. And, man, he can sing. He's got a beautiful, like, smooth voice. And uh, so Mike's kind of story is that he's a street musician and people don't give him a lot of money and he's a gambler and he needs a lot of money. And so he has some run-ins with some people and things lead to other things. And I think his story ultimately ends up impacting the others the most out of the five which is interesting because I feel like he's one of the least featured characters uh, in, in the trailers, especially, but he's 
as a character, I don't find him terribly interesting, but his story and the way it impacts everybody else is interesting. So there's so there's that. Uh, the third person is Ash, who is a hedgehog voiced by Scarlett Johansson, who is easily my favorite of the performers. I, you know, she she's kind of like she's punk she's initially a part of a duo with her boyfriend where she's he's like the lead singer songwriter and she like does background for him but kind of gets carried away and wants this and like sort of eases herself her eases her way into the spotlight as it were and like he gets upset with her and uh they so they have some relationship issues and she decides to go for it you know she thinks that she ha- she can do it except uh Buster Moon who is voiced by Matthew McConaughey wants her to sing pop songs and she's a punk girl and so you know you you get a lot of external influence from uh Buster Moon you know imply saying you know hey you know, the only way you're going to work is if you sing this song. You have to sing from this list of songs using these dressing suggestions. And I'm going to put you with this person. I'm going to cut you apart and all these different things. Because, you know, he has this vision for this show. And it's not really an authentic competition. They don't pick any song they want to sing. He directs them and he coerces them in the direction that he thinks will play the best with a crowd and ash kind of receives ash and rosita kind of receive the bulk of that direction i believe uh so that leads us to number four johnny and johnny is voiced by taryn egerton who you might know from kingsman the secret service where he plays the kid and well not the kid but like the younger padawan to colin firth's uh, uh, older guy and he's got a really nice voice i didn't even i didn't even recognize it from the movie he's he talks with an accent and the, the accent it comes through the gorilla johnny's a gorilla kid and his story is that his dad's kind of a career criminal and He's trying to show Johnny the ropes, but Johnny doesn't want to do that. He wants to sing, and so that ends up being a whole thing. You know, the kind of disappointing your father trope. You know, it's like all these stories, you know, overworked mother, um, you know, rebellious girlfriend wants to be a... That one doesn't really flow off the tongue as well. Um, You know... Not wanting to follow in your father's footsteps. Johnny and, you know, Mike, who's just a gambler who wants the money reward. And that leads us to our fifth person, uh, Mina, who is an elephant, voiced by the only, like, actual recording artist of the f- group in uh, Tori Kelly. Um, and she does a good job you know she it's interesting she has a very meek voice speaking voice in and like, Mina's an elephant 
and Tori Kelly is kind of a smaller person. But then when she sings, it is a big voice. She fills the room with her voice. And it, it's very powerful. And her story is just that she's shy and her family is encouraging her to be forward and, and go after what she wants. And she really has a lot of trouble getting there. So all five of these people converge on this competition and there's various snafus and hiccups along the way. But the movie does a good job of giving you enough time, spending enough time with each character and what they're going through. And yeah, a lot of these stories are routine. You know, they're going to have to be because you're not given a chance to fully flesh them out. So a lot of the characters are, you know, kind of two-dimensional at best. But, I, you know, they're all well portrayed. And, you know, the movie doesn't elevate any of those group of five above the other one. You know, you, you get Mina, who struggles with just performing in general. Uh, you know, and that in and of itself is enough for a movie. You know, any one of these five characters could have been a main, the main character of this movie and pushed everyone else aside. But we decide, they decided to give them all their fair share, which I appreciate because it is a singing competition. They do all get their fair share. And, you know, watching them perform, the performances don't overshadow the story like some movies tend to allow if you know if you're going to have a if you're going to have a musical film with fully full length songs in the in it i think you've got two choices you either have to have the song directly relate and propel the plot or the character or two which is the option that sing goes with you have the performance so let's say johnny's performing you know, he's playing the piano, he's singing, but this, and you'll continue to hear him singing in the background, but the scene that you'll see is, you know, you'll see the first 15, 20 seconds of him singing, and then the scene, then the film will cut over backstage to somebody else, uh, you know, let's say Mina struggling with her uh, shyness. And then, you know, you'll get another glimpse of Johnny singing. Then you'll, you'll get some crowd work. And then you'll cut over to Mike struggling with his gambling problems. Or you'll cut over to Johnny's dad and the crime. Or you'll cut over to uh, Buster Moon and, you know, him trying to figure out how to keep the lights on. And, you know, you, you, continue, you continue to cut around during the performance and it feels like you're watching a lot of the performance but you're not and the movie does it in a really strong way you know it happens periodically throughout the film and it's very condensed very dense part of the movie in the end and I really liked it it was something I noticed it's something I was able to pull apart and see for what it was as just 
a strong narrative device to you know be able to include all the songs but still have enough story to go along with them so i like that a lot uh, who else do we have so you know there's a ton of ton of people in this movie we also have nick kroll uh, voicing gunter which is the pig partner to uh, rosita that bust moon pairs them with uh, leslie jones voices mina's mother You know, there's Jennifer Saunders as Miss Nana Noodleman, who plays uh, John C. Riley's Eddie's grandma. And she is kind of like this once upon a time famed performer, voice, uh, singer, who is now kind of just putzing around in her old age. And that kind of Buster Moon asks for money. Ultimately, that's kind of his thing. He spends the whole... He, so Buster Moon spends the... He is, I guess, the main character. He spends the most time doing things of anybody. And all of his things revolve around keeping the lights on in the theater, planning for this singing competition, and handling the problems that come up. And there are tons of problems. And it makes sense that there are tons of problems because he's cutting every single corner. He is, you know, he's stealing power. He is stealing, you know, employees from other places. He is lying to everybody about what he's able to provide for them. And then trying to somehow justify the lie and back up the lie only to have it all crumble in front of him and then he has to build it all up again and he has to do it all over and so you know he is a very he is the most interesting of the characters simply because we see more of him we get a bit stronger backstory you know we know why he became who he is we know that he's very very much a part of this history that he has with his father and his father you know worked so hard to get give Buster Moon the chance to be uh, a part of the theater and you know to not be able to not succeed feels like he's failing his dad and that's you know hey that's a that's a strong story and that leads you leads him to this singing competition. This is his last chance to get enough money to pay off all the debts he owes and prevent the bank from repossessing his stage. And so he tries. He does what he can. Now, there's an obvious comparison to be made between this and Zootopia. And both movies have anthropomorphic animals living in a city. Uh, you know, you've got Zootopia, where you see hippos come out of the river to enter the office building, and like there's an air dryer right when they exit the water, so they're dry, and like that makes sense, and like that's how they've satisfied that thing. And then you've got this awesome thing in. 
sing where like there's this staircase uh there's these steps up to this building and you see animals walking up and down the steps but then a middle section of the steps has water running across it and down it and you see fish jumping up it and jumping down it and i, I, I thought that was really cool I, I really liked that you know sing had some nice things that they did to that kind of a world but it's not quite as strong of an animation as Zootopia. It doesn't delve deep enough into the issues it pro uh, proposes and touches on. You know, the, simply the fact of having so many characters, such a huge ensemble cast, where none of them really gets enough time in the spotlight to wrap the story around it, 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 it hurts the film overall simply because you're not basing the film on any character you know you don't have anyone that you're rooting for I mean you have someone like I had someone I was rooting for I was rooting for Ash I thought Scarlett Johansson's character was most interesting but it doesn't that's not how the movie plays out you don't it doesn't present you know, it has a clearly defined character who they, the movie's presenting as the best singer of the group. And you don't get it, you don't really have a chance to feel as though that's ever going to change. Which is a shame, but you can't, I mean, you can't like, it's a, it's a movie. It's not actually going to be able to... You're not going to be able to choose. So, I don't know. It, it's strange that I find... You know, I'm a really big fan of reality singing competitions. You know, I've, I've discovered a lot of great singers that way. And the songs in this movie are good. And they're performed really well. The whole cast does a great job on the singing part of the movie. But that's only, that's not like a movie in and of itself, that there needs to be drama or action or comedy surrounding it. You have to have an, a story behind the music. And there's one there, but, you know, you've got five different storylines plus Buster Moon, so six different storylines each mostly playing out separately from each other. And I think that's the biggest flaw in that these storylines don't intersect very much and gen sometimes at all with each other. And so you're kind of left wondering, well, what happens next for Johnny? What happens next for Mina? And you know, because it's just... It's the same ending that every character, like Johnny and like Mina, has had. And I think that you could have definitely shaken things up and really tested the extent and malleability of these formulas by letting them intersect, by giving them a chance to breathe and fill up the space with as much 
atmosphere and personality as they could. So it's it's a shame that the film doesn't fire on all cylinders, but it I think and I feel as though it fired on enough to to warrant a three and a half star seventy something rating from me. You know I it feels it feels kind of like a cloudy with a chance of meatballs in that it's it's a great premise you know like we've never really done a singing competition movie in this style you know like you know you've got your pitch perfects with acapella groups uh, but this was different and it's an animated movie it's a kids movie there are a lot of great commentaries to be made on everything through reality tv reality singing and i don't think the film hits those at all but what it does it does well well enough and i enjoyed it i laughed i think it's pretty funny but it's ultimately very unmemorable you know it's it's storks you know storks is another strong premise that has solid voice acting and some good jokes in it but it's not something that is really going to stick with you you know next year or the year after that uh i i think sings a touch better than storks but but not by ter but not by too much uh, yeah i I wish I don't know I don't know what I wish it's it's solid it's fun it's enjoyable I don't think you'll be disappointed when you see it simply because there's enough there and I think that a lot of my qualms are coming from more of a not a dissatisfied point of view but in like but just like, oh, they had so much potential. They could have gone so many better directions than they do. And I think that a movie more along the lines of Sausage Party does do that in a good, good, in a good way. You know, it it has an idea. It has this premise. It takes it to the extreme, and it really explores the causes and effects of everything around it. Whereas Sing is a very surface level cosmetic approach to its subject and subject matter and and plot. So Sing. That's Sing. Uh hopefully I've aided your decision process and helped to propel you in one direction or another I wouldn't really peg this as an Oscar contender I could see it getting in as a fifth slot for like best animated feature but I do think that they're you know I, I already put in I feel as though Zootopia, Moana and Kubo are locks for that category, and I think that the last two slots are going to go to foreign films. So I don't think, I think there's a good chance it just misses that completely. 
I also think that Finding Dory is probably going to do better with critics in the Academy than Sing will. So I don't really expect it to make too much of a too much noise at the Oscars. You know, almost all the songs that are in the movie are contemporary pop or you know, you've got some crooners coming out of mic, but you know, there are a couple original ones from Ash sung by Scarlett Johansson which are good. I wouldn't really say that they're going to break any new ground or end up with original song credits. I think that's unlikely. Uh, the same thing goes for the score. So I I do see this missing out on everything, but I, I wouldn't be too shocked if it made animated feature. I just, from my personal opinion, I don't think it has a chance right now. So that's where I'm at on Sing. And that's it. That's all. That's all. Uh, thank you for listening. Tomorrow I will do a statistics episode for Sing. And... If you want to get a hold of me, contact me. You can find all of that information at circleoffilm.com as well as all of my previous episodes. Check us out on check me out on iTunes, rate and review if you feel like it. You know, it's a huge help for me and just kind of expanding the awareness of the podcast. And yeah, so as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same goodnight. Come on, baby, when we paint the town. And all that jazz. So long, farewell, I'll be the same as you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.